You know, it's interesting. It's been said that behind every great man is a faithful woman lifting up the arms of her husband. Is that true or what? Come on, ladies. We all know that's true. Behind every great man is a woman. You know, and since the beginning of time, we know that women have contributed so much to society. They've contributed so much to everything in life. And time, unfortunately, does not permit us to be able to stand up here. Because I know if I go past noontime, I'm going to be getting people looking at me like, uh, Pastor, look at what time it is. Yeah. So there's really not enough time to tell about everything that the women have done throughout history and throughout time. And understand that during, in biblical culture, it was the woman who primarily raised the children. It was the woman who basically set the greatest example for children day in and day out. And we still see that in the world today and throughout history. You know, we know that women have contributed to great art, music, theology, education, exploration, and even adventure. And see, Mother's Day is a hard day for me. You see, on June 17, 2017, my mom met Jesus. So to be able to come up and talk about moms, it hurts because I can't look out and see mine and I can't talk to mine. And many of you may feel the same way that I do where you, your mom's gone and you ain't, you're not able to pick up that phone and call her. You're not able to talk to her. So Mother's Day becomes a little harder, especially if it's been very recent. You know, and, and for others, maybe you've never been able to have children. And so you're like, I, Mother's Day, I, I don't care for. And I want you to understand that, that I, I feel your pain. I, under, I can't say I understand not having kids, but know that it is my desire in my heart that I pray for each and every one of you. I pray for those of you who can't have children and, and maybe be struggling, and just know that God knows exactly where you are, and he cares for you right where you're at. And I think that's something that we can really hold on to. And, you know, Mother's Day is a tough day for a lot of pastors because part of me wants to just get up here and make everyone laugh like we were doing earlier. But part of me just wants to tell them heart-wrenching stories that all of us will remember from our own moms. You know, good and bad life that we've had, moms have always been there. You know, and, and really make us think of times when, you know, our moms went above and beyond for us. Think about it. Your mom had to change your diaper. Your mom had to wipe your snotty noses. Moms generally put themselves last in every situation. You know, moms don't always get the hot meal. They get the leftovers. But moms will protect their kids like a grizzly bear protects their cubs. Don't get between a mom and their baby. It's not going to be real pretty. Sometimes maybe working one, two, three jobs, coming home, washing clothes, doing dishes, cooking, cleaning, and constantly praying for us knucklehead kids. And then you think about it behind the scenes, some other things that moms do that we don't see is staying up late at night. As they're up late at night, what are they doing? They're worrying about us. They're contemplating what's going to happen the next day. They're they're pleading with God. They're planning for the next day. And again, they're praying for our well-being. And this is all stuff behind the scenes that we growing up as children never got to see, but it's something that moms, look, moms do all the time. And you know, it's interesting when I look at God's word, I, I see patience in many of the moms throughout the Bible. 
And patience is one of the things I remember most about my mom. Because, Lord, she had to put up with me. She was a patient woman. <laughs> you know, and there's some notable examples of mothers and grandmothers inside the Bible. And today I want to spend some time really in two, in two different sets of verses. The first one's going to be Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. So if you have your Bible, I encourage you to open it up to Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. And if you don't have a Bible, there is one in the back of the pew. The words will also be up on the screen. So with that, let's go ahead and dig in and see what God's Word says about moms. <clears throat> Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is still night and provides food for her household. And a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. For her profit, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. And her lamp goes down, does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. My daughters have done, uh, many daughters have done well, but you will, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I raise up the moms. I raise them up to you. Lord, we all have memories of our own moms. And some of us still building memories with our moms. Lord, may, may your word teach us to be who you call us to be. And may each lady here leave a lasting legacy for you. As we make this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So as we see Proverbs 31, it depicts a strong, godly woman. As someone who runs a business, she runs her own home, uh, making making everyone, especially her husband and her kids, proud of her. Now, ladies, I know most of you said in your mind, Pastor, you're really not going to read Proverbs 31, are you? Pastor, I've read that. That ain't me. That's a superwoman. <laughs> that's a superwoman right there. I don't know who you're talking about, but Lord, I know that's not me, Pastor. Well, I think it is. I think it's every lady in this room. You see... <clears throat> It's not describing just an ordinary woman. 
It's describing a woman in a supernatural way because of her supernatural God. And each one of you have that supernatural God to live in this supernatural way. You know, and it, and it has to be this way because there are a few things that are more important to society than godly mothers. Godly mothers are needed in society today. You know, the Bible is clear on its teaching that it's both explicit and implicit that the family is the foundation, is the foundation of society. The family is. And while fathers may be responsible for the way the family goes, mothers, you are the glue that keep it together. You are definitely the glue that keep it together. You know, my mom was a single mom raising four kids. Raising four kids back in the 70s was not easy. But I saw my mom do it. And I remember, you know, as I read through Proverbs 31 all these different times, you know, I can tell you that, that my mom was trustworthy. My mom was devoted to all four of us kids. No matter what we had going on, being a single mom, working two, sometimes three jobs, she always was there for us kids. She was dependable. My mom was trustworthy, and I know people used to come to my mom for advice and, and for her wisdom. And man, my mom would give you the shirt off her back. She was a stage four breast cancer survivor, and while she was going through chemo and radiation, she used to call me up, hey, you need me to make you dinner? I'd be like, you know, mom, you had radiation today. Oh, that's okay. And she would go above and beyond to help anybody in need. She was diligent. Had to be diligent raising four kids, three daughters and one son. Yes, I was known as Kenny Do No Wrong. <laughs> Boy, I had them all. I had them all under my finger, you know. But my mom, she was giving and she was dependable. But most of all, man, my mom loved Jesus. And she's the reason I'm here today. It wasn't because of my father, who I didn't know. It was because of my mother. Every time church was open, I got dragged to it. I tell people I had a drug problem when I was a kid. I got drugged to church every time them doors were open because of my mom. My mom raised all four of us kids inside church. She taught me who Jesus was. And many moms today are the same thing. Most people today learn about Jesus Christ either through their mother or their grandmother. And you even think about, you know, you look in the Bible and you look at mothers and grandmothers in the Bible, and you really can't get past not looking at Timothy. It says in Timothy that he was raised by his mother and his grandmother. And in this, it kind of takes us to that second scripture, 2 Timothy 1.5 says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. The Bible is clear that Timothy was raised and inspired by his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois, two great women in the Bible. Two great women who raised up probably one of the most influential young pastors in biblical history. And in God's word, it gives an honor to his mother and his grandmother. And, you know, we don't know much about his, uh, we don't know much about Eunice. You know, we just know that Eunice was married to a, a Greek man um, from Acts 16.1. But think about this. The Apostle Paul, 
one of probably the greatest followers of Jesus Christ, wrote most of the New Testament. Imagine him coming into your house and saying, I need someone to come and be under me so I can teach them to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I want your son. Moms, how proud would you be if right now John MacArthur come walking into your house, knocked on your front door, and said, I want your son to be my protege? Or have a Billy Graham come to your house and say, I want your son to be my, I've heard the way you've taught him. What type of legacy would that be? That is a lasting legacy that we, we see because of a mother and a grandmother doing their part for the young Timothy, teaching him God's word, having him learn the scripture as a young man and grow up in it. And that's exactly what we see here today. My mom made me grow up in the scriptures. I'm here today because of my mom. Mothers, grandmothers, aunts, you know, all of you have a chance to leave a lasting legacy on someone in your life. And like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're a mom or not a mom. Every one of you has a chance to touch somebody's life. Every one of you knows someone, whether it's a niece, whether it's a nephew. What lasting legacy are you leaving in your life? You know, you don't, as I said earlier, you don't need to be a biological mom. Each one of us has someone in our life who we can have as a Timothy to raise up to be strong for the kingdom of God. Raise them up in the faith. You know, we got godparents, whatever it may be. All of us know someone and all of us should have a Timothy. And ladies, what an amazing thing to raise someone up who the Bible looks at and that we can look at today who's just so strong in their faith, and it's because of you. You know, and some of you may have heard this before, and, you know, we don't always listen to mom. We don't always listen to those people trying to mentor us. Lord knows I could tell you stories. But you think about this, a four-year-old, for a four-year-old, mommy can do anything. Mommy can do whatever you want her to do at four years old. At eight years old, mom knows a lot. 12 years old, mom don't know much of anything. Some of you have seen that. 16-year-olds will say it's not worth talking to mom because she knows nothing. I know, phew, I know that one. 18-year-old, oh, mom is so out of date. 25-year-old, <laughs> mom might know a thing or two. 35-year-old, man, I think I need to call mom and consult her about this. 50-year-old, Man, I wish I could talk to mom about this. And 70-year-olds often wonder, I wonder what mom would have thought or said about this. You know, it's interesting. The source of that is actually unknown. But the reality is children often grow uh, in different stages about how they feel about their moms. So all you young kids in here, never be ashamed of your mom. Never be ashamed of your mom. Never be ashamed of your aunt, your grandmother, anyone like that. They have lived longer than you for a reason. They have more wisdom than what you think they have. Make sure you listen to them. So moms, you can look over there and say, mm-hmm, you better listen to the pastor. Don't be shy. Tell them you better listen. <laughs> you know, moms have lived a lot longer. And just so you know, you know, moms, grandmothers, ladies in general, 
Like I said, what kind of influence and legacy are you leaving for the lives of the children, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, next-door neighbors, children who are in your life? Because in today's society, it's a lot of times the moms aren't the one raising the kids. It's the aunts, or it's the grandmothers, or it's the neighbors. Think about the legacy that you're leaving behind, you know, and your influence is greater and broader than you probably realize. People look up to moms more than what you think. I look up to so many women that you'd be surprised because I remember what my mom did for me. And as we look at it and you think of all some great women in the Bible, consider, consider Moses' mom. Moses' mom had to make that decision to put Moses inside a basket into the river that he would float down the river. She had to risk it all so that Moses could live. And Moses would eventually be one of Israel's greatest and most faithful leaders. Consider Deborah in the book of Judges, leading the nation of Israel into battle and into victory. Well, what about Naomi? Naomi, who taught Ruth and introduced Ruth to who the real God was. And that Ruth would actually become part of the kingly line of King David and our Savior, Jesus Christ, because of what one woman did. Well, what about Hannah? Was accused of drinking and being drunk inside the temple, and all she was doing was praying to God that she could have a child. And even told God, God, if you give me a child, I'll give that child back to you. And then she did exactly that. She kept her promise. And we know that Samuel went on to lead some of Israel's finest moments. What about Mary, the mother of Jesus? A young virgin girl who had great faith and was obedient to what she was called to do. And her son, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, the Messiah. Unbelievable. And what I really like about all these is, you notice every story is different. These aren't the same stories over and over of the same women, which kind of tells me that it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. There's no perfect way to be a mom, a grandmother, or an aunt. No one's perfect at it. It opens it up and says there's no perfect candidate to be a great mom. It can be anybody. It can be any one of you inside this room. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know it all. Just need to continue to walk forward. Do the same thing you were raised, or if you've got baggage that you don't want to, change that legacy and move forward. You know, I've said it before, you know, there, there's junk in my past that I carried in a backpack. I left that backpack and kept on walking. Because what was in my past and in my family's past was not going to define my family's future. And each one of you ladies has the same opportunity. If you've got a bad legacy in your family, change it. Change, take control and say, we're not going to be like my family was in the past. It's time for a new legacy. And be bold and take them steps to change it and create that legacy. And understand, you don't have to be a stay-at-home mom. You don't have to be a working mom. You don't have to be a married mom or a widowed mom or a divorced mom. You ain't even got to be a mom at all. God can use you right where you're at 
God can use you in the circumstances you're in and move forward with you. Because God can do anything with someone who is consecrated to him. Anyone who is seeking him, God can use. So a question for you ladies. Are you allowing God to use your situation today to build a legacy? Are you using your situation today for God to build a legacy? Because if you're still here and you can hear my voice and you're breathing, it means you're not done. You know, some of us say, well, I raised my kids, they're 18, I'm good. That legacy goes on. You have to continue, whether it's your grandkids, nieces, nephews, next door neighbors. Continue that legacy that's going to last and last forever to your children and their children and their children. Consider that blessing from earlier, that promise, that blessing that continues to go on for generations and generations. And ask yourself, am I being that blessing to generations and generations and generations? And if not, what can I do to start that? And understand that society is not going to dictate how you do that. It's not up to society to do it. Because women, you're not empowered by society. You're not empowered by your home. You're not even empowered by your workplace. And young ladies, you're not empowered by the clothes that people wear or who they hang out with. We are all powered and you are empowered by the intrinsic God-given worth. The worth that God has given you is what empowers you each and every day to continue to move forward. And God has a plan for each person to be an influence in someone else's life. You have that ability to change. So what is God's plan of influence for you today? Some of you may have to say, well, I know I'm, I'm doing what God's called me to do. Some of you may be saying, I, I don't know. I haven't listened in a while. I haven't influenced anybody in a while. Continue to take, do the plan that God calls you to do. Ask yourself, am I really fulfilling it or have I been distracted from what God's called me to do? Am I being obedient to what God's doing to do and am I actually seeking the plan that he has for my life? Even think about it in the modern days, we've looked at biblical times, but think about modern days. Um, Corey Ten Boom. Tori, uh, Corey Ten Boom was a single lady in her entire life. And during the Holocaust, she hid families from the Germans. She hid them from the Germans during the Holocaust. And you, you think about how bold that had to be for a single lady to hide Jews from the Germans, from the Nazis during the Holocaust. You know, it was bold and courageous. And you figure it certainly left a legacy for who she was. Or even Elizabeth Elliot. Elizabeth Elliot, her husband Jim, was killed by a tribe that he was trying to minister to. And instead of leaving after her husband was killed by this tribe, she actually stayed there, raised her daughter, and continued ministering to the tribe that killed her husband. That's, that's a godly biblical example of strength right there. Knowing that they killed her husband who was trying to preach the gospel, and she stayed and raised her daughter and continued to preach to them. Amy Carmichael was a single woman 
again all of her life, and she was a missionary in, in India. And while she was in India, she actually started a, an orphanage for sexually trafficked girls and boys. And in India, India, they called her Amma or mother. And another single woman who did what God called her to do to set a lasting legacy. Each of us could probably think of other strong women in our own lives throughout history that got in that gap, got in that gap and changed our lives. Changed our lives from who we were in the road that we were taking to who we are today. Stand in that gap. I encourage you, ladies, stand in that gap. Be bold in your faith. Stand in that gap and create that lasting legacy. And you know what? Maybe you're sitting here and say, well, pastor, I messed up. Well, that's okay. You can turn that frown upside down. You can take that mess and turn it into a message and change the trajectory of the life and the path that you're taking. There's nothing that says you can't stop there, draw a line in the sand and move forward. And if you're not doing anything, if you're not taking that lasting legacy, then say, Lord, what can I do? Who in my life can I mentor? Look around. There's people inside this church that you could probably mentor to, the older ladies. You know, you may have something in a ministry that you're doing here. Who are you training up to take your place? Have you taken anyone under your wing to continue the legacy of what you're doing inside the church? Or is it going to be when you die that that ministry dies? We all need to think of what's going to happen in the future and what legacy am I going to leave? See, sometimes we get caught up on that and you hear me say it all the time, us for no more. It's not us for no more. It is us. It is us and we want to bring people in and we want to teach them so that this church and this body of Christ has a lasting legacy. So who are you training? Who are you taking under your wing to create that legacy to continue the work that you've done inside this church already? And if you're not, you've got to look around and say, you know, I need to bring someone in and ask them to come in. I need to train someone up and I need to have my own Timothy. We need to come up with a woman's name for Timothy. <laughs> have him create your own Ruth who you can bring up and train in what you've been doing so that lasting legacy continues after you're gone. There comes a time when we want to retire and we want to go travel the world and spend time with our family. And some people can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that because I got to be here and get this done. Teach someone else how to do it. So you can take that time to be with family. So you can take that time to maybe go mentor someone else or do what God has called you to do. Create that lasting legacy, not only with your kids, your grandchildren, or your nieces and nephews, but create it with others inside the church. Raise up other strong leaders just as you're a leader inside the church so the church continues to grow. So that lasting legacy is not just a family legacy, it is a Legacy within the body of Christ moving forward. So I do want to encourage all of you ladies out there this morning. God doesn't call us to be perfect. He calls you to walk in his perfection. He is perfect, and that's what he calls you to walk in. Walk in who he is, because you know it's not by might, not, it's not by might nor by power, 
but by his spirit that we're able to move forward each and every day. So take the time, set yourself at the feet of Jesus. You want to know what God wants for your life? Sit at the feet of Jesus. Take time in his word. Take time reading his word on a daily basis. And I, I guarantee if you take time in his word each and every day, reading and studying his word, pretty soon you're going to be living what his word says. And it's going to be easy for you to know what God's called you to do because you're going to be reading it and he's going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit to move you where he wants you to move. But you got to take that time and spend that time with him. So I encourage you, take that time in God's word each and every day. And when something comes up in the world and you're like, well, I'm not sure about this, compare it to what God's word says. And if it is different from God's word, leave it where it's at and keep on going. Because the world is not going to dictate who you are or what you do. God's word and God himself should dictate who you are and what you do. And lastly, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at your past where you may have messed up or been jacked up. You know, look at the author and the finisher of your faith. The past is the past for a reason. There's a reason that the rearview mirror is this big and your windshield is this big. Because you can see a lot more through your windshield than you can your rearview mirror. So we're not meant to look backwards, we're meant to look forward. Otherwise, we'd have eyes in the back of the head, and some of us may think our moms have eyes in the back of their head when they saw us do stuff. But we're to look forward and continue moving forward. You can see the back, you know what's back there. And there's good back there, but there's also bad back there. So continue moving forward and create that legacy. Whatever God's calling you to in your life today, his desire is for you to influence in the location where he has you. He's got you where you're at for a reason. Be that influencer where God's called you. Right where you're at is where God calls you and continue to move in there and be that superwoman. Be that superwoman that we see in Proverbs 31. Be that mother or grandmother we saw in the life of Timothy to somebody else. Ladies, you're strong. I know. I was raised by a single mom. My mom was five foot nothing. <laughs> five foot nothing, and I was a yes ma'am. Because at five foot nothing, my mom would snatch my ear and bring me down to her height. <laughs> Y'all are tough women. Y'all are leaving a legacy. Make it a legacy that lasts. Make it a legacy. And maybe you have to go back and maybe there's some forgiveness you got to give to somebody. Maybe it's a matter of, you know what, I, I need to go forward. I've been letting this distract me and I'm not doing what God called me to do. And maybe it's just bringing that person under your wing. Bring that person underneath your wing and train them in what you do in life. Whether it's in your job inside the church. There's a lot of young people who don't know how to cook or clean. It could be anything. Take what you've learned in your life and apply it and move it forward with others. And create that legacy. Moms, it's up to you. I'm going to tell you now, dads fail at that. Dads are Disney dads. We want to go to Disney World. 
Moms, you're the ones who hold families together. You are the glue that hold it all together. Be the glue that keeps us grounded in you keep and keeps people grounded in him. That your legacy will be a strong legacy. And maybe if you're a lady here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, maybe today's your day. Today's the day that you step up and you say, you know what, I, I've been playing church, I've been playing Christian for a long time, but I need to accept Jesus. You can come forward at the end of this service, I'll be over to the side and, you know, it, it, you, it's never going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect till the day you meet Jesus. So if you're waiting to be perfect or you're waiting to get things together, it's not going to happen. So just make that move. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And maybe you just need to come up here and say, you know, Lord, I'm not living that legacy that you called me to live. I'm not being that strong Proverbs 31 woman that you've called me to be. And you just need to give it to God and pray about it. Ask God what the legacy is that he wants you to leave. Or maybe ask him who it is you want him, that he wants you to start spending time with and speaking to so they can come to know him. Or that you can create that legacy where someone now knows how to do what you do so that you can continue to move on. Whatever it may be. And like I said, you don't have to be a mom. You can affect change in people's lives. Create that lasting legacy. I encourage you, ladies. Be the change that this world needs. Be the change. Heavenly Father, I raise up this congregation to you, Lord. Lord, I raise them up to you on this Mother's Day as we celebrate the moms. And Lord, actually, it should be we celebrate the ladies. Because, Lord, each one of these ladies in this room can be a powerful woman for you. And Lord, I know you use women so much. We see it through the Bible and see it in everyday life. So I raise up these women that they will be, leave a lasting legacy for you. That they will bring people to know you and that they will train people up and train others up to continue the work of the body of Christ. And Lord, that one day we'll look back and say, hey, remember when? And someone will say, yes, she trained me. She introduced me to Jesus. And we will see that legacy for each woman here. And Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.